This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Shoot the Dough Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. For our listening audience, it's time to do the show. I mean, shoe the dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Mixler every Tuesday at noon central or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. Are you ready? Um, we're already we're already doing it. Oh, are you shooing the dough? We are we are shooing the dough today. How are you? I'm great. We're going to do a little bit different uh, today. Um, what makes you great, by the way? I should explore that a little bit. Because uh, most days you're, you're okay. I'm on a sugar high. <laughs> I just I just ate um, a delicious amount of little chocolate bunny snacks. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, a fruit leather. And then I'm also drinking um, sweet tea. So I'm great. I feel awesome. Yeah. yeah. About, this could you? be really interesting. <laughs> no, I got some exercise this morning. I always feel good after I exercise. Uh, it's been an interesting day here at the studio, setting up levels, that kind of fun stuff, which you can hear about in the Patreon pre-show. We go into a little more uh, detail there uh, if you support. But, um, but man, yeah, I think I'm excited because we're going to try some kind of new things with this podcast, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. If you've been growing along with Shoe the Dough since the beginning, if you've gone back and listened to any of the episodes from kind of like our first couple of seasons of putting this together, yeah. it sounds so different than how it is today, and we continue to try new things. Shoe the Dough is kind of a place where Aaron and I can experiment with what it means to do a show. That's exactly right. I think we forget that, uh, but this this podcast is an experiment. It has always been an experiment from us, and it has launched other podcasts. You know, Sif Pop is a launch from this podcast, as we were experimenting with what it meant to talk about, you know, so pop culture. So New Music Digest. Correct, yeah. So Who knows what the next one will be? We're going to continue to experiment. There may be live call-ins. There may be... Oh, um, my goodness. So today what we're going to do... Live call-ins. It sounds fun, right? Ring, <laughs> ring. Hello, this is uh, this is Shoe the Doe. Who is this? I have a strange fungus. Oh, uh, okay. I mm-hmm. was wondering if I should talk to my doctor about it or if I now, could send you guys a picture. Now, when you say, uh, was it the one word fungus or do you have, a, hus- do you have a husband Shut named- Shut the door! Do you have a husband named Gus and he's just uh, has a good time? I'm like, sorry, and- I gotta go. I, my pizza's done. <laughs> <laughs> that was and- dial tone. In case, in case We're you- practicing. We gotta uh-huh. prepare ourselves for Were any you just scenario? about to say and scene? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Because <laughs> I thought that's where you're going. No, Anyhow, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna go back a little old school and do what we used to call a random tandem uh, for this episode, where we will go back and forth and just kind of connect our stories. So Danae will tell a personal story from her past, and then I will find an element of that to connect to for my story, and we'll kind of go back and forth a couple times. But first. <laughs> 
from the corners of the globe. If globes had corners, comes news. We find that news and then we peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Feedback. What, why is feedback bad? Oh, we were working on our levels and stuff. Oh. I don't know. Oh, like feedback audio levels. Feedback. Oh, that's not very like, different. Not like listener feedback. <laughs> it's evil. It's evil, I tell you, when people get back with us. Uh, why don't you start us off today? What do you got for your first news article? Okay. Sit back and relax. This delivery system levitates food straight to your mouth. What? Yeah. A delivery system. A delivery system. Okay. So this is a new type of culinary experience where you don't have to actually lift a finger to eat. You just have to open your mouth and the food is is levitated up off the table and then moved into your mouth through sound waves. <laughs> this sounds amazing. It's not food like you think. If I'm understanding this article, which is well, on- Well, no, it couldn't be a piece of pie. <laughs> no. There's no possible way we have that yet. This is on the next web. Uh, .com. That's okay. the name of the site where I found this. But um, they take small, like, I'm thinking, if I'm reading this correctly, think about, like, water droplets of flavor. Okay. And that's what they're, that's how they're starting it. So, of course, the internet is exploding into, levitate food into your mouth. But <laughs> really, what they're doing is they've figured out how to lift particles and yeah. move them from point A to point B. Yes. And the experiment is, do people experience flavors the same if they just have to open their mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. um, Uh, Can I just say, that is about the the most American thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) The idea that you don't even want to pick up your food and put it in your mouth. The purpose of the creation is to explore whether food tastes better when delivered to your mouth as an isolated morsel. The C, uh, SCHI lab researchers conducted a study on users' taste perception with di- different sized droplets of sweet, savory, mm. and bitter. And the droplets were deposited onto, into the mouths. Uh, they were asked to identify each, each and then rate them. And so people obviously responded to sweet and savory really nicely, but they surprisingly didn't taste the bitter as a negative. It was a weird what? taste. They couldn't. Yeah, there was this like this interesting reaction. So, so this might be like a cure for my super taster stuff. It could be. I might be able to eat broccoli. But they're talking even more about how to use this in the future. And here's the line that was interesting. From edible cinema in which morsels are deposited from the back of the chair in front of you. Wait, what? Say that again. So like using this to basically while you're watching cinema, levitate. So while you're at a movie? Particles towards you that would enhance your experience in the cinema. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? So that's one thing where it comes out of the seat that's in front of you into your mouth. Okay. Okay. This is is if I'm understanding this correctly. Mm -hmm. And the next one, to desktop gaming environments where different stimuli can be used as a reward or punishment. Okay. So anyway... That sounds really interesting. If these devices ever become portable, Tasty Floats may lead to a new breed of couch potatoes. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting article. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how all this is going to work. But at the uh, article, if you wanted to search for this, is Tasty Floats, a contactless food delivery system. And you can search for that on YouTube. There's a video. There you go. Tasty Floats, a little bit of uh, telekinesis for your food. Hooray for science indeed.
somebody says this ushers in the uh, the era of Wally, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like that's the whole thing. The like, whole VR. You don't have to do anything for yourself. Oh yeah. Everything and just spoon fed. Pixar understands Actually, the future. Not spoon fed. Air fed. Air fed. It's air fed too. Sound wave. Or something fed. I don't. I don't understand it. Corn don't. fed. Are we, are we talking about cattle. What's, going What's your on? next one? Or your uh, first? My one first other? one says every single Yahoo account was hacked. Three billion in all. So this happened years ago. Uh, years and 2013. Years ago. So about four Forever years ago. <laughs> we already had a podcast then. <laughs> so yeah, this was 2013. 3 billion Yahoo accounts hacked. They got usernames and passwords for every single account Yahoo had. Not just with mail, but Flickr, like everything that was owned by Yahoo. Yikes. They got the information for. That's nasty. So who can I contact that has that information because I still can't remember my Yahoo login. <laughs> nice. I have an old I have my old Turtle Girl Twenty Two email, and I have no idea how to get into it. Maybe, maybe that's why they did it. Maybe it wasn't it wasn't anything nefarious. No, they just couldn't they couldn't remember their own password. And do I have to get all other two hundred two you know two billion nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine? Wow! Just to get my one? Well, I'll do it. You would? Yeah. You're a brave man. <laughs> if you decide to do that, mine is. Turtle with a Y underscore nice. girl with a Y underscore 22. I think I had a Yahoo, Yahoo. account. I think I had a Yahoo account um, a while back. I, I wonder how I many emails I still have. I, I kind of want to go try to log into it right now. I don't, You know what? Maybe I never had a Yahoo. I had a Hotmail, uh, can, which can Microsoft Yahoo bought. together, though? <laughs> Yahoo. Uh, in the chat, somebody asks, uh, why are we just hearing about this now? And that is the question a lot of people are asking, is why is Yahoo just telling people this? They did talk about it uh, like a year ago, but they only admitted that it was like um, a third of that. They never admitted that it was the entirety of their database. Do you so, think that they knew it was everyone? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say no, but I don't know why I give big businesses the benefit of the doubt. It, I mean, they it always seems nefarious when you really dig in, but... Um, I don't know. That's just the kind of person I am. I just end up giving people the benefit of the doubt. Wow. I'm seeing that they have free email with one terabyte of storage. Ooh. Maybe that's because they really, really goofed up and they're trying to hey, make up for it. There's nothing I can think of uh, that would be more safe of storing all of my files and the company that gave away all their information. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. Hmm, which okay. cloud system should I use? How about the one that gave away 3 billion email passwords? They didn't give them away. They were hacked. There is <laughs> a little enough. bit of a difference. Fair enough. Uh, what you got for your second story? We have talked about this before, but um, somebody thought that it, this is a title. It's on Mashable. Someone thought it was funny to make a glass bridge look like it was cracking under people's weight. Yeah. So glass bridges are becoming a, a thing. I don't know if they're like, hey, we've got super incredibly strong glass now. So why don't we go ahead and use it um, on infrastructures, even on um, Hell's Kitchen the first episode of the newest Hell's Kitchen, mm -hmm. they had everybody. I was in Marvel World there for a second. I was like Daredevil. I was like, he lives no. in Hell's Kitchen. No, this is the Gordon Ramsay Got version. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guys get some award and they were on a glass, like it went outside of the building and came back in the building. Yeah, you'll see like um, the slide or something. My, yeah, Why? my my wife and I stood in a glass cube uh, at the 
was it what's the Sears Tower called now? I, I can never remember. It's all it'll always be the Sears Tower to oh me. Oh my goodness, it's too too high. Tower? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we stood in a glass cube at the at the top of that, and it was freaky because I mean it's just you know it's glass. You can it's see through glass. it. It's glass. Well, this is this particular one is in, and I'm gonna butcher this, but I think it's Taihong Mountain in Haibai, China. I don't know how to Hi bye. It's H E B E I. Okay. So I just you're I fine. should have Googled don't it. You, don't, Sorry. you just need some of those fancy new Google earbuds that'll translate everything as soon as you say it. I put them on where I'm like, interested, let me know when they're available. Yeah. Because I think I may actually buy those. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so this gla- glass path hangs out over uh, like a mountain area. It is 3,871 feet above sea level, direct view of the drop down below it. Nice. And people walk on it. Yes. Well, there is this video that somebody had posted, and it's a guide taking a tour of people Mm -hmm. behind him. And when he gets to a certain part of the path, he like fake falls over. And when he hits the ground, the the glass begins to crackle and break. Mm. Well, what they did is at this very specific part, they put broken glass in between good glass panels so when you step on it it actually does crack and move Hmm. giving the illusion that you're gonna fall to your death (laughs) which isn't funny at all i don't know it's kind of funny that's not funny it's horrible it's a prank right it's a terrible prank okay let's play prank police we like to do this every once in a while yeah uh, judge whether a prank is funny or uncalled for. Uncalled for. Make your make your case here. Why is that bad? Nobody's actually in danger, right? Have you ever heard of a heart attack, Aaron? <laughs> I'm just saying, hands down, if I'm walking, if I somehow manage to get the grit to walk out uh-huh. on a bridge like this, yeah, somehow, yeah, and then it starts to crackle and break beneath yeah. me, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you're not gonna no. you're not gonna have a heart attack i may you're gonna laugh pee so myself. much <laughs> i'm <laughs> that's a change of clothes it's the that's end the sign of, of a world. great prank <laughs> oh, no it isn't that's when, there's, horrible. when there's when there's <laughs> urine involved no. you know the prank is amazing no 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 uh in the chat uh i think we're getting funny um yep so that's absolutely brilliant no, uh somebody else guys. says funny no. somebody else says that's one of the best things i've heard in a long time <laughs> no <laughs> i think the prank, uh, prank police have spoken this is funny they did end up quoting they are very sorry that people were frightened they did not intend to they don't intend to replace the shuttered panels with regular ones because they hope people will want to come and experience them yeah uh which my answer is always no but <laughs> it is a really interesting thing to look at like this bridge that they created if you've never gone to look at it again it's on it's at mashable is where i found this mm-hmm. um i should probably link to this somewhere so you guys can see it so anyhow that's that what's your next one uh my next one says this dove drops an ad accused of racism i saw this what do you think about it so in- I kind of want I kind of want to put this one on trial too, and just okay. kind of you know is this is this an overreaction or is it you know I think okay. so. So in the ad, uh, they have an African American woman who unzips her skin and becomes a Caucasian woman. Well, te- technically, she takes off a shirt. Oh, so like as she's taking off her brown shirt, like the shirt is the color of her skin. Oh, the woman underneath is you know white. And has a white shirt on. And then actually there's a third woman. There's another The, the white woman takes her shirt off and it's a Asian color and it's an Asian woman. So it actually goes through three races. Yeah. I don't know. I think that inadvertently they 
maybe had said like when you get clean you become white right and that they've been accused of this before by the way because uh i don't know if it's still the case but they're uh they're I think shower gel or body cream was labeled normal skin and darker skin. And so they were accused of, well, you know, why isn't darker skin normal skin? Why wouldn't it be lighter skin? Uh, and yeah, darker just their skin? verbiage. Yeah, just the verbiage. Just the subtle ways that we mm-hmm. don't realize that we're using terminology that's just outdated. I think here's here's what I would say. Number one. If if you know that you're hurting someone by the way that you've done something, I think you react just like Dove did. Sure. Say you're sorry. Take it off yep. the air. Uh, I think it's a Facebook ad. So they got yeah, rid of it. it they, said, they said they were sorry. Um, but at the same time, and I am, I am pretty – I also admit I'm white, so I probably don't have a lot of ground to stand on to actually give an opinion on this because I think it's more important for somebody who would – because I wouldn't have been offended by that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it does feel like this one in particular is a little bit of an overreaction just because, I mean, it's, it's, I just think at the end we're... of the day, there's, especially because there's a third race involved too. It wasn't just the whole ad was going from black skin to white skin. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like you have to be really sensitive. Like you said, if you strike a wrong chord with your audience, then you pull exactly. the ad. Yeah, absolutely. You... 100%. So, so I feel like, Personally, I'm glad that we are in a culture now where um, African-Americans or anyone that's offended like that can say, hey, that was offensive. Sure. Absolutely. Because I feel like it's more um, like acceptable to talk about these things yeah. now as before. We would just be like, whatever. Not we, but I don't I don't know. Culturally. I don't think culturally there would have been as much sensitivity. Yeah. And I'm glad we're becoming more sensitive. I think it means that we're recognizing that there's an entire dialogue Mm-hmm. about uh, advertising and misrepresentation of yeah. of cultures and races that we're just really starting to kind of come to terms with. So whether you think it's an overreaction or exactly. you think it was a, an appropriate thing or you're offended by it, you know, I, I think you err on the side of, you know, siding with the person who's offended by it and say, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel hurt by this. Sure. And, and that's what they did. And so, um, but, you know, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't, um, I don't believe that Dev would, did it on purpose, oh, obviously. certainly not. And I really love a lot of their messages about mm-hmm. women's beauty and that they use models who are like normal sized women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like Dev as a company. So I don't know. It doesn't, yeah, and, it doesn't change my opinion of the company. I guess and I they were, say. and I think their intent was that, it, you know, that no matter what skin color you have, you know, you like to take care of your skin. It was it was just the way it was shown, I think, you know, can be offensive to some. My next one is an interesting story. Yeah. So on my way here, I was at a stoplight browsing. Wait, is this a news article or is this a personal story? I, a little bit of both. Can you hang tight? Well, for a I'm second? just saying usually we start with a headline and peruse the news. Well, and... I it's important that I okay. explain what happened. All right, set it up. So I was I was at a stoplight and I got a notification about a new article. So I looked down and it said the article was computer virus infects U.S. military drone fleet. Whoa. And I thought that's perfect for peruse the news. (laughs) So I saved it and I clicked on the link. And while I was sitting there, yes, I was distracted driving. If you consider being at a stoplight while reading something. But I read it while I was stopped. 
real briefly and I thought, oh, this is really interesting. And like, I just, I don't remember exactly what it said, but I was browsing through it. I just went to open it up and it says access denied. Mm. So on this website, they've now completely pulled the original report. I can see in the URL, the title of the article. <laughs> and so I go back to it's my phone to now. see if it was still on my phone yeah. where I had pulled it up. It is now gone. Whoa. So it said computer virus infects U.S. military drone fleet. You're going to start so many conspiracy theories right now. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is exactly <laughs> what was out there. I'm just telling you, it was on the Hill, thehill.com. So I had to quickly find a replacement, which was um, not a great replacement, I admit. So instead, it's a stupid, ridiculous article about why going sockless can be a health risk. But basically... <laughs> It's fine. Let's talk about it. But what I found most interesting is how much our feet sweat in a day. Yeah. And it got kind of grossed out. So I wanted to just gross out with you. I wanted to go from a conspiracy about the government right into that the average feet sweat about half a pint a day. Yeah. That's fun. I don't wear socks. Where does it go, Eric? <laughs> into your shoes. <laughs> I'm just that's walking why around I don't, on little footy sponges. That's right. That's why I don't wear either. Ugh. You know? Ugh. Anyway. If I if I wear, you know, shoes, okay. then I should wear socks. I think See, that's just smart. I don't mind. I, I like kind of not wearing socks. Yeah. I do that sometimes. Because some, a lot of my shoes, if I wore socks, I'd look a fool. Well, what are you worried about? You wouldn't look a fool. I mean, I'd have to wear the little tie little ballerinas socks no like, you wear the big socks and pull them all the way up to your knee <laughs> you're good to go wear some knee no. socks no that's not gonna happen <laughs> but like i just don't i don't think my feet sweat that much like in my mind like i'm walking around mm-hmm. i'm in flip-flops i don't remember just pints of sweat coming out of my feet throughout <laughs> the day well it's not like a garden hose it it's seems like... like it would be a pint. <laughs> no, I guess it's half a pint, but still, yeah, that's significant. Not... That's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, it's coming out. Is this a half of, a pint of all over your foot? Yeah, that, I actually—that's what I gathered from my feet yesterday. Gross, Aaron! Holding I am holding up my water bottle right now, you guys. That is disgusting. I knew you were going to read the story. No, and so Aaron. as an example, I just kept my sweat yesterday. Oh my! That's goodness. actually my right foot. That's uh, disgusting. I was going to take a drink. <laughs> And well, now I tell me what I'm my afraid. right foot tastes like. Gross! No, let's move on to your final one. Five hospitalized in hazmat scare caused by pumpkin spice. What? Yes, pumpkin spice causes a hazmat scare at a school. This was in Baltimore. Tell me more. <laughs> they evacuated the entire school, and five people were taken to the hospital. Because of a hazmat scare that turned out to be a pumpkin spice air freshener. Wait. What? So at this high school, uh, a strange, they say a strange odor was detected on the third floor around 2.30 p.m. It was a smell we weren't used to, oh, says the school's my president. I guess they have a president, not a principal there. Okay. Um, and he told him it appeared to be getting stronger. So we evacuated the students. And with emergency medical teams treating some people on the scene. What? And then they investigated the odor 
Um, Had five members plugged in a glade or something? Uh-huh. Five members of the community were transported to area hospitals as <gasps> a precautionary measure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine getting that hospital bill? Uh, emergency ride to the hospital mm-hmm. in an ambulance, which yep. is very expensive. Very expensive. Over an air freshener. Yep. Just to be safe. Did they just forget that they plugged it in? I have no idea. Nobody has admitted that uh, the air freshener is theirs. I wouldn't. <laughs> it reminds me of a um, a prank in my high school. Yeah. Um, they put eggs into the heaters. Well, that is not good. And so obviously that started reeking really yeah. bad, but they couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And they had to disassemble all these heaters to try to figure out. Uh. No. Where it was coming from. Nope. This was we didn't a... evacuate. We were forced to walk <laughs> up and down the stairs every day with disgusting, rotting egg smell. They were just like, I mean, you know, they were just like, well, what if it's something that's going to, you know, harm these people? We might better take them to the hospital and get them checked out. So, yep. I, I am I am SMH right now. <laughs> I cannot believe that. There you go. That's well, my last one. That was a nice peruse the news for today. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to evacuate your high school, just plug in a pumpkin spice air freshener. Before we head on to the rest of the show, big thank you to those who make it possible. This is a fan-funded podcast network. Shoe the Dough lives on the network with several other podcasts. And the network's called Studio DNA. Support starts at about $3 a month. Of course, you can set whatever you'd like to give. But when you start giving $3 a month, you get a special podcast feed. So not only do you get every single podcast on the network, but you also get our patron-only pre-shows. The only other people who can hear them is those who tune in live on Mixler. So special thanks to all of you on Patreon who are supporting. And if you would like to support the studio, please go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash studio DNA, and you'll see all the deets. All the fun perks, all the fun stuff that's going on there. Uh, and I we're love... going to be updating it, too, because we've got more stuff happening. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that that podcast feed. And everything just shows up in the same place right on my podcast player. So if you want to take a look at that, again, the link is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Studio DNA. So it's been a while since we've done this next thing. Random Tandem. We used to do Random Tandem where we told a story and then we would launch off of that story and we launch with that story and we talk forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> That's right. We're, We're going to do it going. again. We're still going. <laughs> I think usually we would tell two stories each. I yeah. think is kind of how we used to do that. Otherwise, we just never stop. Yeah. I'll start us off. Yeah. Okay. So this happened today and I'm really excited to share this with Ooh, you. Usually we go back into the past, but you're doing like a recent story. I'm going to jump right into okay. it. Okay. All right. So there's a lot of construction happening in the neighborhood where my parents live and that is where my daughter is right now they watch her while i come into the studio and work which props to my parents for being my sitter props to pops and moms so i pull into the neighborhood and um i go through all the construction guys and they're they're making curbs right now so it's like a lot of cement the work. workout the no, workout no, center no curves no yep. curbs with oh, okay got it yeah and um there is this little old man and he is no joke he has a cane and he's, his arms are shaking and his little limbs are shaking. And he's trying to bend over and pick up his mailbox, which has fallen over. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I can't just drive by. So I park. Yeah. I run over, ask if I could help. Your empathy chip is always turned to 11. Oh, yeah. Like, you always want to help everybody out. He was so sweet. 
I said, can I help you, sir? He goes, oh, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was so cute. Marwa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, Im- good imitation. But anyway, um, I go to like heft up this, you know, mailbox and it was super lightweight. Mm-hmm. It was all plastic. Yeah. And so I hefted it up like a pro, no problem. And then I'm trying to get it to fit down into the ground where it had obviously been just a little bit earlier. Sure. And he says, my neighbors keep knocking it over when they pull out of their driveway. And I thought that was interesting. I don't know if it's true or not, but whatever. <laughs> Always blame the neighbors. But what is true is that <laughs> this mailbox will not stay in this hole at all. Okay. There's nothing holding it up. So I get this idea. I run down to the construction workers. And I'm like, hey, could you just help? pour a little concrete in this guy's hole? Could you help this guy out? He's and and one guy's, hey, go over and see what's going on. And I just say, this he's old. I can't figure out how to make it stay. And I was hoping that they'd pour concrete. And when I drove back by later, they did. Aww. They brought up concrete and they sealed his thing. Like it's it's never gonna move again. It was awesome. So I decided to go buy them ice cream. So I went and got ice cream for all the construction guys. Oh, nice. So it was kind of a cool day. It was this like series of, you know, paying it forward and just helping each other out kind of a thing. So the, uh, the what kind of ice cream did you get? Uh, butter brickle, cookie dough oh, and chocolate good, chip. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. And when I butter gave it brickle. to the construction mm. guys, I was like, so I just wanted to say thank you for helping that old man. Like he really needed help and you didn't have to do that. And they're like, yeah, no problem. I said, so I got your ice cream. And all these hefty guys, <laughs> like, ice cream! No, all their heads turned at once. Yeah, it was, like, it was like, like meerkats. The, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> a little prairie dogs yeah. popping their heads it around. It was really cool. I was uh, I was having a, having a good time. That kind of made my whole day. Well, let's stay on the topic of elderly interaction, shall we? And I will tell you a story from my childhood that is more of a negative story than a positive story. Excellent. That's about exactly the why people so. <laughs> like to listen to, to shows. Aaron. No, it's just it's it's really one of those things that it opened my eyes because I was just a kid when this happened. It happened at our church. Uh, you may not know this about me. My dad's a pastor, and so uh, he was pastoring the church. And there was this let's just say eccentric old man named Edgar who went to the church, and I always remember him because he always had. I'm guessing 12 to 15 buttons on his tie. Every, and when I say buttons, I mean um, like, like pins? pins. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's different than a button. Well, why do I call those buttons? Are they? I've, I mean, since I've been a kid, I've called them buttons. Maybe no one corrected you because it was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Does nobody else call those buttons the things you wear? No, those you are pins. Call pins? Well, a how... button is different. Okay. Okay, then. Pins, I guess. Anyhow, um, we had learned something pins. about my vocabulary. Yeah, so they uh, somebody in the chat says pieces of flair. That's from that is, TGIF. Yes, that yeah. is correct. Yes, so he had all this flair on him. I always remember that, and he was just kind of an eccentric old guy. So one day, my uh, we're at my church, and we're in the midst of the word, like the singing, you know, part of the service, the worship time or whatever. He stands up. Oh no. He goes to the front, and he had before, like, you know, stood up and testified. Like, that was one of the things he would in. Is he going to rip clothes off? And I remember. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. I always remember he was one of those people that you would eventually, somebody would have to, like, like talk to him to get him to stop testifying. So, you know, like, the service could go on because, you know, he was just very eccentric. He turned into a pastor himself. Yeah. Okay, kinda, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So he goes to the front. Oh, no. And he starts 
like wailing, like street preaching about, you know, cutting off the uh, the bad branches and burning them in hell. And he's like he's like getting all hellfire and brimstone. And then God said you should cut those. Bran-. And he reaches under the pew. No. Pulls out a, a flame torch, a two by four <gasps> and an axe. Oh and starts my chopping <laughs> this wood at the front of the, unless like what? heavy chopping just like you know <gasps> whack whack and god would destroy those branches whack no. whack and i just remember as a kid like i'm just going this is amazing <laughs> Wait, how did he get a two by four and an axe into the church with nobody I noticing? He was crazy was Flair Edgar. It was eighties. Crazy the- Flair Edgar is not allowed to bring in axes. <laughs> well, that's you know, oh, I don't know no. how he got it in there. So anyhow, uh, there. So immediately, my dad's thought, and this is all in hindsight that he's talked to me about this again. I was just a kid, but he said, you know, his first thought is safety. His first <laughs> thought is somebody oh, yeah. is somebody is going to get hurt. Uh, whether it's him or, the, you know, the axe head goes flying off or something. And so how in the other thought is, how do you stop him? Like you can't, gun. you can't <laughs> I tranquilizers. Think, I don't think we had those things tranquilizer uh, around that time. Um, that's why to this day, so, the church has a tank. <laughs> that's right. So they, he signaled to a couple of his like ushers, you know, some of the guys in the AKA church bodyguards. Yeah, basically. And they were able to like, and they had to drag him out of the church because he was in such a fury. Like they managed to get the ax away from him and then like dragged him <laughs> out, like kicking and screaming this old man. So, uh, did he ever come back? You know, I don't remember. I'm guessing yes, but, uh, I think they were probably much more aware <laughs> of what he was up to from that point on. So I think he was just going, I think he was just getting old and you know, he, for whatever Somebody reason, thought, really dropped the ball <laughs> when they saw him dragging in a two by four and an ax and decided not to say anything. Yeah. And also this story, if it were made into some sort of like a comic or something, yeah, yeah. his flair would have really interesting. It, it like, always did. Like it would, it would, but it would, it would. Oh, it would have signified what he was going yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, it would be yeah. like a, you know, like a little. What do they Symbolic call Symbolic or something. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, in the chat, uh, we have a conversation about pins versus buttons. Pins are metal and often painted with enamel. They have a straight pin on the back with a removable stopper. Buttons are plastic covered pieces of printed paper wrapped around a flat metal base with a fastener on the back. They were buttons. That's great. They wait. He did have buttons on his. Pack? Yeah, they weren't flare. They weren't like little. No, they're flare. Oh, okay. But they're. But what she's saying is the pins and buttons are actually two different types of flare. Right. Okay. So I. I wonder because I think, think I've heard other people call them buttons too. You must have. Well, you know, it was a very traumatic day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Obviously, the details good old are a little Edgar. Obscure. So that reminded me of a story. Yeah, this is what we do. Also, church. Also, old man. This time with a saw. <laughs> Does every church have one of these? I don't know. I like, but this one blew my mind. Uh, when we went to a church and during worship, there would also always be this like, I'm going to try to mimic the sound. Oh, no. He's playing the saw. Yeah. Like it was just this high pitched wailing, ghostly, weird thing. Oh, and, yeah. And I always thought it was a person singing that way. I never knew until I knew. That it was an old man on the front row with a saw. Playing the saw. And he had, they take off the teeth of the saw, mm-hmm. and he had a bow like that you would use for a violin, 
and he's just bending the metal and playing the saw. I had never seen anything like it. And I was both like impressed, but also really bummed out that it wasn't mm-hmm. just someone going. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only thing that made sense. I'd never heard that noise before. You thought you thought it was possibly a human <laughs> being singing that way? Yeah, I genuinely did. Absolutely. Wow. And I could not figure out where it was coming from. And then one day it, he had to sit down to play it. So everyone uh-huh. stands up to sing. So I could I never saw him. Until I just had the right angle uh, one day. You never I saw, saw him. <laughs> we should play the sound of someone playing the saw. I mean, it's really interesting. Can we play? Sure, I, I can pull it up right here. I'm really curious if it sounds like it like it did whatever. Oh, this is gonna bring back so many memories. You must have had a saw you. player in your church too, then. No, I've I've seen people play the saw before. Just randomly? Oh yeah, it's a thing. How? But. Where do people play saws? All right, so this is this is uh, Austin Blackburn. Okay. He's a professional saw player. Oh my goodness! And he, I'm is... so excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. He actually is going to play Ave Maria for us. Okay. Uh, on the saw. Here All we right, go. Here we go. <laughs> That's a piano, Aaron. I know. Oh, okay. Here it comes. Yeah. It's so good. Someone singing that way. Hearing that, I can absolutely see why you would it's think like, that. Is someone have a kazoo and they're just like they have a kazoo voice? Yeah. Anyway, that was very confusing when I was a child. But what's fascinating about this is it's literally someone bending a piece of metal yeah. in their lap to make the sounds change. The only the pitch change. Rather. The only instrument I've seen. Well, maybe this will be my second story and we'll go on to strange musical instruments as the, the topic so old people and strange musical instruments i the only does an axe count as a strange <laughs> musical instrument i don't know maybe the theme is just old people <laughs> yeah the theme I actually is have old a, people i actually have another story i want to tell that actually involves an old person in a saw so maybe that'll be my final story uh but i did want to say if you've ever seen a theremin those are really weird, where you can control the sound without touching it. You just move oh, your hands around it. I didn't believe you when you talked yeah. about that. I yeah. didn't believe that at Those all. Those are awesome. So here's my final story, though. I love our topic, uh, old people, and I love the connection of the saw here. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> I used to travel for a, uh, a singing group when I was in college. So every weekend, we would go to different churches, sing. We actually had like little skits that we would do, too. It was kind of both drama and music. But we would always stay with somebody from the local congregation. I have so many stories from staying with strange, you know, in strangers' homes and kind of these things. So we got finished with this thing, and all there were four of us guys, and we were all going to stay at the same place, which was kind of rare. Usually, we split off two and two because most people didn't have room to, you know, right have for four, four dudes. And we are all the way back to their house, saying it's just this not this kind old couple from this, you know, I think it was in Indiana, small Indiana town. 
And we're just like, oh, man, we haven't eaten for, she's like, we're going to cook you a home-cooked meal. We're, oh, that sounds amazing. This is so great. We're so hungry. We haven't eaten in forever. So we get to the place, and she pulls out this, for lack of a better term, casserole. And it just looks chunky and brown and, and moving. Like, and yeah, like, <laughs> it is the kind of experience where you're like, I, you know, it looked. And so we were like, she was like, okay, here we go. And we're like, we're not really hungry. <laughs> really? So, no, I think you we each took eat a, it. No, we each took like a serving and had like a bite or two. It was so bad. Like it was one of the worst <laughs> things we've ever tasted. And so, and so all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're just, we're kind of full already. You know, we don't want to eat it. So then the, there's so many stories with this old couple. Uh, she was also somebody who walked into the restroom while one of the guys was using the restroom and just brushed her teeth while he was going to the bathroom. Oh, maybe they were like seeing a little bit. I don't bit. know. I don't know. But And he, the taste buds do go. This is I've th- heard that so many times yeah, from different people. This is uh this is where the saws came in though. He had that that beautiful old man whistle S. You know, whenever you say an S, you know like the gopher on yeah. um poo like when he's a Yes, poo. exactly. Something like that. And so we're done with dinner and he goes Hey, fellas, want to see my saws? <laughs> we're, like, we're like, see your saws? What is it? What are you talking? <laughs> yes, I've got some saws downstairs. <laughs> we go downstairs. He has a saw collection. He collects saws. They're like all over the walls and the ceiling, different shapes it's and like a sizes. Movie. It is. It's like they served you people. They served you some. <laughs> that's right. Like that's exactly right. Said in the chat is perfect. Some Adam's family oh, soup my and then. Uh, oh no. Yeah, I have no idea what we ate that day. Oh but, uh, no. But yeah, oh, he had a no. collection of straws. <laughs> it was fabulous. So there you go. Oh, I'm glad we resurrected the random tandem. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we gotta we gotta rock the random tandems more for sure. Thanks for joining us today for uh, this episode of Shoe the Dough. We appreciate you being here. Uh, as always, you can listen live, uh, which is Mondays now, Monday afternoons. Pay no attention to whatever was said at the beginning about Tuesdays. We actually record Mondays now. Yeah, if you would like to record a new intro for us with the new date that we're going live for Mixler, you can see the script at AaronAndDenny.com. This is also a fan-funded podcast, so if you would like to support, you can do that at Patreon, patreon.com slash Studio DNA. That actually supports the entire podcast network that Shoe the Dough is on, and you'll have direct access in your own personal podcast feed as a supporter to all of those podcasts, plus the bonus episodes that we record before each one. Huge thanks to Chris Tilly, who composed the music for Shoe the Dough, and Phil, our producer, for helping us to edit and make sure that Shoe the Dough sounds as good as possible. There are lots of ways to connect with Aaron and I and give feedback, but one of the best ways is through Twitter, because Aaron is blowing it up. You can <laughs> I do f- hang out there a lot. <laughs> you can find him at, at Aaron Dicer. And you can find me, I'm mostly on Instagram, at jdenay. You can also email us, feedback at shoethedough.com. And if you want to see a couple of other projects that Aaron and I have done most recently, I just guest hosted on Horrible Movie Podcast. So I'll be looking for that because it's tons of fun. And we just reviewed the Flash Gordon movie from 1980. Flash! 
Aaron, what have you up to besides? I just guested on a podcast called The Horrible Movie Podcast a couple weeks really? ago. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> They're also on the network, on the Studio DNA network. You should definitely check them out. I thought maybe you'd talk about the Your Movie Friend YouTubes. Well, you can go check me out on YouTube, Your Movie Friend. Just search for Aaron Dicer on YouTube or Your Movie Friend if you like movies and want to see some reviews. But And you can also listen to Sif Pop. Uh, that's where we do the pop culture podcast and review movies and stuff. So if you're interested in that. We just do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And if you love what you hear... Please share us with your friends. And we'll be back next Monday to go live on Mixler. And next Tuesday, you'll see Shoot the Dough in your podcast feed. Now's the perfect time to pursue your master's degree at Ohio Dominican University. ODU's graduate programs in business, healthcare administration, and education can be completed 100% online or on campus. Apply now at ohiodominican.edu slash grad. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.